I was in America, uh, how long ago? Ooh, a good couple of years ago now, eight years ago. Uh, we were doing a mission in, um, on the border between Illinois and Iowa. It's called the Quad Cities. There are two cities either side of the Mississippi, so they're called the Quad Cities together. It's actually five cities, but let's not get lost in the details. Um, one is actually called Betendorf, which in German uh, means Beten is, is pr to pray, and Dorf is village, the praying village. It, they were a German settlement of praying people, obviously, back, back in the day, and Davenport and Rock Island and uh, so on, Moline. Anyway, anyway, so uh, we were there, and there was a, there was a lovely family. There was a family with um, lots of little kids, and the, dad, the dad's name was Greg. Greg was the quintessential alpha. Uh, he is built like a building. And he's just all chest. <laughs> he used to play American football, something serious, uh, when, uh, when, he was, uh, when he was young. And he's just a big, big man. And um, yeah, about six foot two or three or something. And uh, anyway, so but he, had, he had lots of little kids. And it was just very, very funny and a, a kind of a somewhat unique experience that the children, his children, they'd climb up on things and then they'd jump off them. And while in the air, they'd say, Dad! And then he'd have to catch them. So whenever you're in the house, like, you'd be walking through the house, and, and he'd say, yeah, this is, uh, so this is my, my son, Greg, and then you just hear, Dad, and he'd have to go, boom, and just, just catch a child that was in midair, right? They'd, they'd, they'd be jumping off tables, jumping off furniture, and bouncing off things, and then in midair, Dad, and he'd, he'd catch them, he'd always catch them. And it was just, it was, it was, in a way, a scary but wonderful lesson about, about paternity and about childlikeness, and just the absolute faith that these kids had Dad will always catch me. Dad will always catch me. And I remember just looking at this going, gee, that, well, that's actually, in a strange kind of a way, uh, 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 just a wonderful idea for, for all sorts of things, for paternity in general, but then for me, also for priesthood. For priesthood. That the faithful should know that their priests, their fathers, will always catch them. That when there's, there, there's a difficulty, when there's a, a, a kind of a, uh, an, an obstacle, when there's a problem, when there's something to be discerned, when there, when there are issues in the church, that the fathers will, will guide, that they will catch those who are falling. Uh, f f uh, the more, the, the, the older I get in my priesthood, the more, it, the kind of, the, the, almost the simpler it becomes in my head. When I, when I think about priesthood, I think about difficulties in the priesthood and challenges to the priesthood and so on and so forth, and there's just so much going on. At times also today about you know different people proposing different solutions to uh, the vocational crisis or uh, even looking back at mistakes that have been made in the past and for, for me so much of it comes back to this to this one very very simple point you know priests are called to be fathers priests are called to be, to be fathers if we live that everything else everything else will work everything else will, will, will work everything else will fall into place so be shepherds of the flock of God that is entrusted to you. Watch over it, not simply as a duty, but gladly, because God wants it, not for sordid money, but because you're eager to do it. Never be, a big, never be a dictator, but be an example that the whole flock can follow. And then, then the Lord calls Peter. Now, Peter, it just, it just, I don't want to, correct the Lord, or, but it just it didn't seem like a good choice. I mean, surely you'd pick someone kind of level and stable, and maybe someone with uh, you know, a, a well-formed background, maybe some you know, good knowledge of the scriptures. He's going to be the first pope. 
This is a pretty important position. Okay, you don't just pick a rando off the street like and you know, well, which is kind of what he did actually. Just walks along and goes, follow me. And Peter says, okay. And, and there you go. Like it's just, the, the, the choice just seems a, a small bit crazy. And then little by little though, we get glimpses of, of, of Peter's interior life. Uh, some really, really good bits and some really flawed bits. Some really good bits, we have one today. So who do people say the Son of Man is? Uh, one of the prophets or John the Baptist come back? Or who, who do you say I am? And Peter pipes up. You are the Christ. And Jesus immediately gives him this, this, an, an incredible praise and then an incredible mission. Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man. Because it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed this to you. But my Father, so my Father in heaven just spoke to you. God, the creator of the universe, just spoke through you. I mean, maybe you weren't aware of it. Maybe you didn't realize. Maybe, you, you know, you didn't actually ask. You didn't actually kneel down and say, Father, please inspire me what, what the answer to this particular question is. But God is just after speaking through you. It's, it's an incredible statement. So I say to you, you are Peter. So he was Simon. You are Peter. Kephas, rock. You are the rock. And on you I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven to a mere mortal. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, th there's a lot we can read into this very briefly. Just Obviously, Jesus here directly is speaking to Peter, but also because his vocation will, because this calling, because this, 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 the, the need for this position uh, will go on longer than St. Peter's life, that's how we get... Uh, apostolic succession and, and you know popes follow a uh, succession of popes because this vocation I mean uh, giving the keys of the kingdom to someone for 30 years or 40 years and then what then who so that's where, where this uh, idea comes from this teaching comes from that um, after Peter there will be another pope and so on and so forth to our, our, our own very day but it's just to see how how uh, St. Peter gets this right and then within two sentences later, gets it all wrong. And I just, that, that comforts me. That really does comfort me. Because within two sentences, he gets it all wrong again. He says, Jesus then says he's going to go to Jerusalem, where he's going to suffer grievously. And Peter says, no, this must not be so. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Now, you just, you just, he was just made Pope. right? And he was just told, my father spoke through you. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Get behind me, Satan. It's like... It, and I, I think this, this is I think this, this a huge consolation because each one of us, like when you think of the treasures that each one of us have received, you know, the, the, the graces of our baptism, the daily nourishment of the Holy Eucharist, and yet we can get things wrong. But getting things wrong isn't the end of the story. It's, it's not how the story ends. So I think along with, with St. Peter, having to understand his, his role as, as a father in the church, I think the second element for, for, for St. Peter, but also for us, uh, for all priests, and indeed for, for all faithful, is this understanding of, of surrendering things to God. You do not build on your own ability. You, the, the, the church is not edified on St. Peter's wisdom and St. Peter's virtue and St. Peter's fantastic formation. It's not built, it's, it's, it's built on him, yes, but on Jesus in him and through him. 
because if, if it's built on a mere mortal, it, it's, it'll, it'll be flawed like everything else. So I think this is where this, this surrender comes in. Uh, over the weekend, I was just reading again. Uh, some of you might have heard it. We'll probably pray it ourselves over the next couple of days, over the next nine days here. But the, the Novena of Surrender from Don Delindo. So Don Delindo, Father Delindo in English, um, is a priest from Naples, born in 1882, died in 1970. Uh, had a, a very hidden priesthood for quite some time. Uh, in, quite, quite smart, but was considered stupid. Uh, always put down and rejected, in, even in seminary, even as a priest. Um, always humiliated. Had a, a very, very difficult, uh, what one could call almost like a white martyrdom, just with, with all the humiliations that he suffered. But the Lord, the Lord spoke to him, and the Lord most definitely worked through him, and it continues to work tr- through him today. I just want to share with you just one of the, the meditations which Jesus gave to, to Father Delindo when it comes to surrendering. So just keep in mind now today, the, the chair of, of Peter, this mortal man, a, a good man, I mean, he was good, but, but flawed. Now, he becomes a great saint, becomes a great martyr, you know, in, in, but we just see just how, how, how our will and God's will must be, must be knit together, how my flawed nature and God's divine nature must try and meet, how my inability and God's grace, you know, must work together in order to, to make something beautiful. So Jesus says to, to Don Delindo, surrender to me does not mean to fret, to be upset, to lose hope, nor does it mean offering up to me a worried prayer, asking me to, to, to follow you and change your worry into prayer. It is against this surrender, deeply against it, to worry, to be nervous, and to desire to think about the consequences of anything. It is like the confusion that children feel when they ask their mother to see to their needs and then try to take care of those needs for themselves so that their childlike efforts get in their mother's way. Surrender means to placidly close the eyes of the soul, to turn away from thoughts of tribulation and to put yourself in my care so that only I act, saying, Jesus, you take care of it. In all of Peter's success as a fisherman, he had to learn to count on the Lord. When the Lord needed him, St. Peter actually ran. But for the rest of his life as Pope, he never ran from the Lord again. And when the cross was presented to him, he embraced it. So St. Peter learned what it meant to be a father. And St. Peter learned what it meant to surrender yourself surrender himself entirely into the hands of the Lord so we, today we pray for, for our Holy Father and for all priests we pray for, for these two graces for them to rediscover their paternity their fatherhood and to surrender themselves entirely into the hands of the Lord